when the USC football staff was recruiting like a well-oiled machine, as they are with the current NCAA rule set up, then imagine what would happen if they were allowed an unlimited number of coaches on staff. Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for listening to Locked On USC, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. We're here, we're free, and we're available wherever you get your podcasts. So with all the reactions and speculation following Lincoln Riley's summer beach party slash luau recruiting event that was held in, uh, in combination with the Salute Detroit over that, you know, this past weekend, uh, USC went out, they spent big, and that's because, you know, if you want to win big, you're going to have to spend big. And that's exactly what they did. And I think uh, at least part of the mystery uh, to those uh, three Lincoln Riley um, fight on bat signals that we talked about on our first episode on Monday, I, I think part of the mystery has been solved. Amos Talalele said, this was the hardest decision I ever had to make. I went out to USC and decided my heart is in LA. I'm committed to USC. End quote. So um, I guess Trojan fans... <laughs> You know, don't be surprised if that becomes a, a common trope that's often repeated. Uh, however, you know, just a reminder, um, Talele took his official visit to USC on June 16th. And, you know, basically before the thrill of it all had even worn off, he was committed to USC. I should further remind Trojan fans, and I'm sure Cal fans don't need this reminder, uh, just three weeks earlier. Uh, he was actually committed to Cal after he took his visit. So I guess this begs the rhetorical question. Does Amos have any more visits lined up? Uh, you know what's really cool about this is Scott Trader and Eric McKinney over on WeRSC.com. They put together a fantastic uh, write-up and a little mini video wrap-up. Um, from the weekend. So when you get a chance, uh, when you're done listening here, definitely head over to the wersc.com site and check out all of the content that we provide there on a daily basis. Um, you won't just be disappointed. And in fact, we're running a special over there right now. Uh, $1 subscription for four months of VIP. Can't beat it. Anyways, uh, I guess that's per- probably this is a good segue for, uh, I should, you know, for all of you guys who follow the recruiting wars, there's a lot of veterans out there like myself. Uh, you know that these post-visit reactions, they, they typically have, they, they tend to have this honeymoon effect, you know, lots of positives, very few, if any negatives. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of easy for, for everyone, you know, to, to get drunk on the, on the Kool-Aid, on the punch, um, you know, kind of think of these, uh, these early reviews that come in and reactions, uh, think of them kind of like the, the same recruits, the highlight videos that you guys drool over. Um, you know, exactly. Again, you don't hear about any negatives. It, it's kind of like when you're watching the video, you know, where are the fumbles and the penalties? So while the buzz from USC is loud with the recruits and, you know, there's already one flip, uh, you know, USC County put it in the books, they flipped Halalele, you know, kind of remember, uh, most of the big names and the higher valued names 
uh, that were on this visit, they're going to take a little bit longer to make their silent commitment. Did I say that public? Um, look, there's just there. There's some rumor out there that USC did really well over the weekend. Lincoln Riley fat flashed three bat signals, three victory sign salutes. Um, Kalele, we know, is one of them. Um, I mentioned a couple of names on the other show, on our first show. Uh, Noah, could he be one? Um, he was. He had a really good time, and he would fill another need on off- on the offensive line, or is he going to play defensive line? Who knows? Um, you know, I, I do this show here daily, or at least right now we're doing it three times a week during the off season. But I do do a weekly podcast on WRSC called Inside the Trojan Huddle. And our host, uh, Greg Katz, he posed the question about, you know, should everybody be feeling good about these lesser valued? And I'm using the finger quotes because um, you can't see me right now. The recruits that are being recruited for the O-line. Um, and I, the reason why it was brought up is because one of the you know many issues that Clay Hilton got killed for, um, he was always settling for the, the the lesser valued recruits, and that was essentially because he, he and the staff were getting beat out um, for the for the bigger names for the higher ranked guys. So you know while Riley is basically taking the same philosophy, uh, doing the same thing, um, finding his diamond in the roughs. Is that is this okay because, well, mostly because he's not Clay Helton? Does he get that much benefit of the doubt? And if if fans are are being honest with themselves, you know, one of the things that Clay Helton should get credit for, and there's 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 others, but one of the things that we should highlight, um, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, is let's just highlight the, the forgotten class, the recruiting class of 2020, that forgotten class. You know, they're already big contributors. As small as it was, 12 guys, um, it was it was really heavy offensive line-wise. Cortland Ford and Jonah Monheim, they're already starters. And, you know, I, I like the star rankings for the fans. You know, we get to gloat over them. Uh, I still prefer the list of offers that the, that the schools and the coaches uh, are, are throwing out recruits because I think that's a better gauge um, to find out, you know, who has the potential. So, you know, a lot of times, even though that someone might only have three stars next to their name, look at their offer list. And, you know, if you see, you know, half of the Pac-12 schools are on there and half of the Big 12 and SEC, that, that means he's a, that's, that, that recruits probably quality. And you should, you should definitely go after him. It's not always about the stars. Um, and yes, I know the argument for it, but um, I think the argument is on my side more so. If you've got good coaching, you can develop the offensive lineman. And, and that's the toughest position to, to gauge. No other position is, is harder to, to forecast at a high school. Um, you know, because if somebody doesn't make it on the offensive line of the ball, if they've got a nasty streak and they, they, show, a, they show that they're, they're coachable, Throw them on the other side of the balls. Let, let them now get after the quarterback instead of trying to protect the quarterback. You never know. Um, and the this, this same thing happens defensively. You know, if something doesn't work out there, you can always flip them to the offensive side of the ball. 
there's a there's success or there are success stories both ways i guess is one way to look at it um you know so at the top you know, we talked about recruiting USC recruiting they're they're kind of performing like a well-oiled machine with the rules that are in place right now so what if the rules what if the rules change and they are allowing for an unlimited coaching staff I mean, the possibility is actually about to become a reality. <clears throat> and that's because the NCAA is about to change the rules. And we'll talk about that. Uh, but first, let's talk about Built Bar. And I don't know about you, but I'm a huge chocolate fan. And I'm a big mud pie person. Uh, in fact, let me, let me tell you a bit much of a mud pie person. I'm, I'm not a big cheesecake guy, but if it tastes like mud pie, I'll even eat cheesecake. But Built Bar, our friends over there, they're always coming out with a new amazing flavor. Well, this time, Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you're not sure what mud pie tastes like. Well, as I said, I'm a chocolate fan. So sit down and let me describe this for you. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream. Yes, I said whipped like Stewie cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. You've got to try mud pie as soon as possible and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit built.com to taste the delicious, deliciousness for yourself. Not convinced? Okay, well, luckily we saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. No, seriously. All built products are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. If you it's like your mom baked your most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Isn't that nice? Mud pies and puffs are available at built.com right now, uh, but they're going fast because they're really, really good. Like all built bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. This means they're healthy and tasty. Uh, they've got an offer right now. So go to built.com. Dot com. That's be like boy, U-I-L-T like Tom dot com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off built.com. Uh, you know, one live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. Did you know that? You do now. If you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you can get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. And just a reminder, Laker fans, you don't have a first-round draft pick this year. No playoffs, no first-round draft pick, and you still have LeBron. Yay! Um, I hope you all sense the sarcasm. I'm not a LeBron James fan. Anyways. Um, Back to USC. <laughs> you know, I, I, at the top, we asked about the possibilities and those unlimited resources at a place like USC. And, you know, that could be a really dangerous combination. 
And we can thank the NCA and, and their Mensa Society um, because they, you know, when they put their collective together, uh, their short-term positives, uh, they always fall short of their long-term effects. So, you know, they're trying to get, they're, they're trying to remove this roadblock of, you know, programs hiding coaches as analysts and pretending that they're not act- doing any actually coaching. So um, that's not going to be a problem in the future because a staff is going to be able to be as large as it wants and basically as how much ever they can, can afford to pay. Essentially, the rich are going to get richer. Uh, footballscoop.com has a story. And if you go to it, um, basically, it comes down to this. And I'm just going to read a really quick portion of it. Due to multiple sources in recent weeks have told Football Scoop that the NCA is zeroing in on the countable coaches rule moving said to deregulate the number of allowable full-time coaches presently set at 10 assistant coaches plus the head coach. Um, and the nebulous for that was the analysts and the quality control coaches had skyrocketed. You know, like I mentioned, if you can afford it, you know, programs like Alabama, they got people, they got coffee runners for their coffee runners and they're, you, you understand where I'm going with that. So, um, this measure is actually expectedly formally brought to a vote later this summer. And as one NCA division one offensive coordinator said, I believe it's going to be passed. I think it will be after the season, like when they started the 10th assistant. And basically he says that because uh, I don't think they want there to be a run of guys, coaches right now before the season starts. So, um, Hey, Places at USC, this is a this is a huge bonus. Um, you know, you, you saw what happened over the weekend. USC spent big, um, rolled out the red carpet, and the results are starting to show themselves. So, if USC decides to go this route, um, here let, let's look at it this way. You know, USC they're hitting home runs right now with with the limited staff. You know, ten assistant coaches plus Lincoln Riley. And Lincoln's known as a as an ace recruiter. He's a closer. Okay, so well, Pete Carroll was too. And Pete Carroll had Ed Orgeron on his staff at one point. Um, I'm sure some of you are know are aware that uh, Ed's currently available right now. And everyone who was previous, previously at SC when Ed was here, they're gone. They're no longer part of that establishment. Um, so it's not like he would have any awkward uh, moments in the hallways of Heritage Hall if he bumped into somebody. Um, you know, because he did leave unceremoniously. And look, he does have some baggage from his national championship days at LSU. Um, so I guess, you know, look, let's imagine a reunion in L.A. for a third time. You know, can I get a coach Yaya? Because if Carol Folt doesn't put her foot down, I mean, the possibilities of USC football hiring as many coaches as they can hire. And even if they can't have Ed Orgeron, I mean, think about that. After the season, if uh, Mike Bowen and Lincoln Riley said, all right, you know what, let's just go raid staffs. Let, let's go hire some more recruiters and guys who can actually develop players. <laughs> 
That's that's kind of cool. That's not a bad place to be if you're a USC fan. And trust me, recruits are going to watch this. Um, the nation is going to get a chance to see how much, how fast of a turnaround uh, US, USC is going to have this year. US, you know, Lincoln Riley utilized the transfer portal. And this roster, he's, I, I think he's used the word, the, the, the term, the most unique roster uh, ever put together. And it's hard to argue against that. So um, it will be interesting uh, to see uh, to see how this plays out. Um, should should this rule pass? And you know, it, it sounds like it's going to. Uh, you know, you combine that with with the NI roll the NIL rollout that USC just did, and USC would be like Amazon. It would it would be just a complete total monopoly on the marketplace. And again, is, is that a bad thing? <laughs> I don't think so. And, um, you know, the rest of the college football world might disagree. You know, for all of us, for all of you, like USC fans and myself, you know, I get caught up in emotions sometimes. We like to, to think back to the, to those halcyon days when keep, when Pete Carroll's teams were basically recruiting and getting whoever they wanted and they were beating whoever they wanted taking names afterwards, beating Notre Dame by, you know, 31 points for three consecutive seasons. Um, if USC starts rolling like that, they're just, you combine NIL, you combine a, a coaching staff with unlimited resources. And man, that, that's just a monster you don't want to go up against. It would be really difficult. So. Um, and my Sunday takeaway, I posed the question, uh, and we asked, uh, if USC was tough enough, uh, in the trenches to win 10 games, uh, in 2022, we're, we're moving forward to a different subject. If, if you can't tell, um, but let, let's, let's change the narrative to that question. What if those 10 wins, because I, I think everybody agrees, 10 wins is doable. You look at their schedule. Um, the roster has been upgraded and if they can stay relatively healthy, um, there's no reason why they can't win 10 games. However, so, uh, when, if, are you, is 10 wins acceptable? Is a 10 and two season acceptable? Let's change the narrative. But those 10 wins do not include wins against UCLA and Notre Dame. So, you know, is that something you're going to be willing to gloat about? Or, you know, is that the same as everyone who beat USC last year? It's kind of like, you know, how significant are those 10 wins? You know, when when Utah and Fresno and Stanford are your resume highlights. You know, if, if UCLA beats USC, well, let me make the scenario even grimmer. What happens if UCLA goes 10 and 2, beats Utah and USC? Now, how do those 10 wins feel? Yeah, thought so. No bueno. Um, what else is going on right now that we want to talk about some more information? It's the off season, and um, I'm not going to line up any guests until we can do the video portion 
uh, of the podcast. I think it will work better. Um, who knows? Maybe on Friday I might have someone on. Maybe I'll uh, have a fan on. How is that? Something to think about. I don't know. Something different. Um, anyways, uh, something that did break recently. Um, Malachi Nelson, five-star quarterback coming in, headlining the 2023 class. Uh, he got his first significant name, image, and likeness deal. And uh, look, USC is just getting started here with this. Um, Malachi is getting, got something. But, you know, according to, to his dad, um, the deal, it, it's for less than six figures. So it, it's not, it's not the, in that million dollar stratosphere. It's not even in the six figure stratosphere that you keep hearing about going on at other programs out there. Um, and look, other programs, their board of their trustees and, and people who live in the ivory towers at the university, uh, they're starting to take notice and saying, Hey, back off a little bit. Let's, let's start. And I'm using finger quotes again, rewarding the players who are already on campus and what NIL was intended for. And let's stop using it to recruit players. So um, with that said, you know, even though uh, Malachi's deal with, you know, his NIL deal that he just signed up with uh, is less than six figures, if you do get a chance, uh, go check out his new ride. Um, it's pretty nice. Uh, it's, it's in the Mercedes line. So uh, he's doing okay. And the way USC and you has set it up with NIL, you know, I, we broached this subject on our show on Monday. Um, there's enough separation that they're not involved. They they essentially created a a media agency for every single student athlete at the university, and everybody's going to get paid. So if you're a, you, an alumni, a fan, you just want to donate to the we'll called the collective. You can now help um, USC student-athletes, football players, basketball players, swimmers, golfers, whomever, um, put some money in their pocket. Help them get some deals. You can be a part of that now, and it's legal. Um, I think we're going to wrap up this show. Again, I'll be back on Friday with another episode uh, with Locked on USC. So until then, Trojan family, I'm just going to say fight on. And reminding you to always uh, check out wearesc.com. Plenty of stuff there for you to check out. You won't be disappointed. We've got new content daily. And who knows, by the time you're listening to this, there might be a new uh, bat signal being flashed from Lincoln Royal. I haven't checked Twitter. You know what? While we're, while we're wrapping up, let's do that. Let's check Twitter. Let's see if anything has flashed real quick. Got my notifications going here. Can't see anything. Can't see anything. Nothing from USC football, USC athletics. All right, Trojan fans, you can sleep well. There you go. Again, we, I record this in the I record these shows in the evening. They publish first thing in the morning. So, with that, everyone, fight on.